feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is The Rita Cosby Show. I know your name is Rita, because your perfume is smelling sweet. Tonight on the Rita Cosby Show, we'll continue to talk, of course, about this deadly attack on American troops in the Middle Eastern country of Jordan. And also, what should Biden do now? Also, we have in New York City a showdown with the mayor and the city council. And boy, the stakes couldn't be higher. It deals with police and them getting bogged down with more paperwork and turning them off even more from joining law enforcement. New York City Council, here we're dealing with everything that's going on uh, with crime on the streets of New York and so many big cities across this country. And what do they do? Well, they decide to pitch a bill that says that police have to fill out paperwork for even fairly routine stops. So every time they have some sort of a routine stop or a routine encounter, they have to fill out paperwork. That bogs police down. Then they have to have an official or a supervisor oversee the paperwork to make sure it's done correctly. So that's great. Uh, And then the other option is limiting the option for solitary confinement. Guess what? There are some really bad people out there that should be in solitary confinement. But the New York City Council that is progressive of progressive of progressive, well, guess what? They believe that people that have done bad things shouldn't be punished, that there should only be very limited, if any, solitary confinement. Solitary confinement is a tool that, if you ask anybody in law enforcement, has been tremendously helpful. You separate the bad guys from other people in the prison. You make sure the bad guy doesn't even harm himself, so it helps him. And it certainly helps law enforcement. It is used as a tool to control those who are completely out of hand. And guess what? There are people that definitely should be in solitary confinement. And instead, this bill is going now uh, to hurt police and embolden criminals. Thank you, New York City Council. So the mayor, to his credit, vetoed it. And now the city council is expected to meet tomorrow and have a vote. And we'll see where it goes. Uh, The mayor had offered ride-alongs over the weekend, and some of them took him up on it. Uh, Others did not. And the word is that it looks like they have enough votes to override his veto. In other words, push their progressive anti-cop policies through. This is the definition of insanity. And here is Bob Holden, New York City Councilman. He's a Democrat, but he's part of the Common Sense Caucus. And that is the caucus that's much more sort of moderate, even keeled. Uh, He votes on sometimes Republican issues as well as Democratic issues. And he says this new bill by the city council, by some of his colleagues there, is absurd and downright dangerous. Take a listen to what the councilman says. Let's say there was a major accident. Somebody was hurt badly or killed. Let's say they interviewed 11 people. Nine of them didn't see the accident or didn't know what happened. They still have to make a report. How stupid is that? 
Yeah, that is incredibly stupid. We're going to bog cops down. We're going to make it even less appealing to be a police officer in New York City right now. That's all we need. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to to Stan in Forest Hills. Line 5. Stan, your thoughts about this. Good evening, first. How are you? Good evening. Good evening. This is crazy, Stan, isn't it? It's like... Well, well look, look, I'm waiting for the mayor to be indicted or by the secret... I'm waiting for the FBI to come back with what they got. Because if this, if they override him, which they probably will do, I mean, let's go to their state. It sounds got, like it. But they got the votes. Yeah, to, right? It's, right? It's, well, it sounds like it. Who knows? Anyway, Maybe uh, somebody has uh, some uh, streak of conscience right, so in the middle of the night. And then the police then are in trouble with this new stupid law. But uh, uh, I don't know what the mayor can do. He maybe can do something, or maybe he, he, he can't. Can he can't. If they override it. him, they override him. That's it. Anyway, let me go to uh, the Mideast if I can. For sure, a sure. Thank you. Sure. Uh, what a quagmire we are in. Uh, the tragedy of these people dying doesn't surprise me. This is a terrible location in this place. The other thing that bothers me, nobody's talking about, is Syria and the Russians are sitting there with a fleet in there and so forth. And then just waiting for something to happen that they can move. Uh, we all know they're there. They've been there. They've put in there uh, and so forth. But what bothers me is that at this stage, at this stage, we have to find out who hit John first. Who is doing this? And so, you could say uh, Iran all you want. And I, I know Iran's involved, but, the, but you just can't. You know, all the uh, hawks that call up this want to go to war yesterday, even you to some extent. But you have to be smart reader in war. I don't like the fact that these people died. It's terrible. It's disgusting. horrible. It is. It is. And, but, by, and by the way, I am not anxious for war, Stan. Neither I, I don't fuck. You know, nobody are. should be. You know, exactly. I agree no, with you. I, but the, look, you may not like the president, but he's got a, he is talking to his military. He is talking to them. He's asking them, oh, hey, yeah, guys, right. what Stan, the hell? Stan, where are we going to hit? Stan, Who are we going to hit? I, and I'm glad, by the way, they're having conversations. By the way, Absolutely. I'm also glad that Defense Secretary Austin's finally back to the office. It's his first day back well, since, he he, to, since he had his little MIA experience and went to the hospital. To, I, didn't have to, I hope he didn't have to go to the bathroom. Well, we would never would see him again. <laughs> because of his but I hope he's okay anyway. But the point is, uh, they got to be – guys – He's asking them, look, who are we going to hit first? We got to hit something. I know the president wants to do it, but who are we going to hit? We can't just attack Iran. Hey, I don't trust them either, but we got to find out. And once we do, don't stop hitting. Keep hitting them. Keep hitting them. Keep hitting them. Send in 40 planes if you have to, but keep it up. Well, and, and Stan, let me. What do you think of this, yeah. KT no. McFarland, uh, former deputy no, national security advisor? Please. But hang on, hang ahead, on. Here is what she said. This is sure. an interesting thought. She came out and said, "What they should do now is go after all of these Iranian proxy locations because there it is these yeah, Iranian proxies. I hear you hitting hitting their airfields, hitting yeah. their ammo dumps because we haven't even really touched that. Knock them out of the way." No, um, I agree with that. And, and then, if we have to, then you go to Iran. But if you went after Iran right now, and you have to obviously be skilled if you're going to do any of this, but if you're going to, if you're going to go after Iran, you don't want to have all these fringe groups, all of their proxy exactly. groups all over the world sh- no, I, shooting uh, at you, too. 
I agree with you, absolutely. I thought the that was question, an interesting thought. No, no, I agree. The question is this. Where the hell are they? They move, they this and that. There, there must be 50 or 100 of them. The administration and the military have to look on the map and find out where the hell they all are. I agree. Who are you going to, or how are you going to get to them, and so forth. I'd say bring in the fleet. Then bring in about 50 to 100 planes, figure out where they are, and start bombing. I agree on that. But where are they? That's well, why, some of them the we point. know. Some of them we know because uh, some of them are quite well known from folks in Intel have told me they're pretty well aware where some of the locations of, like, say, the Hootsies are. We know where some of their airfields yeah, and some Jordan, of their depots are. Rita, they were attacked from Jordan. And what bothers me is Iraq. We help save Iraq, and they're sitting on their rear ends and just watching. A lot of it is happening in Iraq. The Iraqis should be helping us, but they're not helping us. Yeah, they're not. They're not. Uh, that, that and that's, bothers me. And it, by the way, I'm glad you brought that up because yeah, it sure. bothers me, too, after everything. Oh, exactly. You they know, put blood and guts into that place. And oh, so forth. it is disgusting. Saddam they they want to get us out. You can yeah. tell. They, and that's what this a lot they of this is. They want to get I, I agree. Possibly. I agree. You know, I think possibly that. But we don't. Again, the pre- we got to find out what's what. Now, we can't wait long. I agree. You've got to give the president, hey, fellas, he's talking to, where is everything? I mean, he can't go and fight. Where is everything? So it's the military that has to come up with everything. And they can't take long, maybe a couple of weeks. That's what the uh, speaker in the, uh, at the White House said today, at our own time and so forth. Time is of the essence. We've got to wait, but can't wait too long. Obviously. Yeah, you can't. Well, what are you going to wait till uh, our troops well, are clearly, next, uh, and next, our troops are sitting ducks, as we know, know as we I saw. I know, I know, but it, it's a quagmire, either. It's, it, it's no good for any president. It's never been a I agree, situation. but part yeah. of it is also, it is Biden's weakness that oh, also, weakness, that also got us to this what moment. Weakness, weakness, Weakness. Are you kidding me? From the very beginning, he said today, Stan, there were 165 attacks. That's what they came out with at the State Department on bases alone. That is an enormous amount. And the best we've done is hit an empty warehouse. I'm sorry. That to me is the epitome of weakness. There is nothing more weak than that. And I'm not saying you go in with guns blazing, but you got to sound like you're willing to go in with guns blazing. And this guy sounds like he's got a water pistol, if that. Not even not even guns blazing. This is not the OK Corral with this president. And they don't fear him. They don't respect him, and they're not worried about it. And that, to me, when you're dealing with bad actors like some of these folks, like all of these folks that are Iranian proxies and Iran, they only understand strength, or at least the message of strength. Hopefully the message would avert any actual action, but we have not admitted, you know, nothing verbally and nothing also physically. And that's why I contend we are at the moment we are, Stan. And and sadly, we are in a quagmire. And if you look at Ukraine, I'm going to say so. today, you look at all the stuff that's going on with Ukraine. Had he been tough and said to Russia, don't you dare go into Ukraine. And instead, he said the famous line, oh, well, if it's a minor recursion, maybe we won't do anything. Uh, are you kidding me? And Russia goes in. And, and he has still not delivered the F-15s that he had promised them a year ago. You know, he is now asking for more funding and more support. Imagine if Ukraine had gotten the F-15s immediately. Imagine if he had talked tough to Russia before they even went in. There's a lot of what-ifs under this president, and I contend we're in a quagmire there, uh, much in part to his weakness in that part of the world, too. That is undeniable. Let's go to Rick in Elmwood Park. Go ahead, Rick, your thoughts. 
Hello, beautiful Rita. Grab a pen or a pencil. I'd like to give you a piece of data. Okay, go ahead. Let her rip. Go ahead. All right. Since the global warming scam and Biden's fossil fuel policies are funding Iran, here's the piece of data for you. Global temperature and atmospheric CO2 over geologic time slash graph slash images. Go ahead, Rick. Sorry, Rick, we don't have like five hours, but go ahead. That's it. You look at that graph, you will see that the Earth is historically cold right now, and CO2 and temperatures do not follow each other. They go in opposite directions for millions of years. So your point is, his plan is bumpkiss. Well, if we destroy the global warming scam, we can reverse the fossil fuel policies. We can stop making Iran and Russia rich with oil. Yeah, but but he has to have the backbone. And you know what's interesting? You brought up a lot of powerful points because he has been so focused on killing, you know, American oil and gas. Uh, the first thing he did, sweep of a pen on the first day, was kill the Keystone Pipeline. And remember, he bragged about that, killing 11,000 jobs um, and talking about no more fossil fuels. Remember, that's what he said when he was on the campaign trail. All of that. And, 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 and it's put us in a dire circumstance, Rick, because you're right. Russia and Iran are getting rich, and it's funding both of their wars. And their wars clearly are overlapping, too, Rick. So go ahead. And he also just attacked a liquefied natural gas. Yep. Please check out that graph, though, Rita, and show it to John Katsimatidis. I think you find it very interesting. I will do that. Rick, thank you very much. Great points. I wrote it down. Thank you very much. 1-800-848-9222. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. This is the Rita Cosby Show. situation in the Middle East is a tinderbox tonight and all eyes wondering what will the Biden administration do now as we just talked about that the new uh, the defense secretary just got to work today. Uh, This is of course after he was in the hospital defense secretary Lloyd Austin. I'm glad he's back and better Uh, but remember he was MIA during a whole bunch of these strikes And apparently because the Biden administration wasn't responding to any of these strikes by these Iranian proxy groups, they didn't even notice that Lloyd Austin was in the ICU. Uh, So that just shows how they have handled this situation. Also, we're talking about the situation in New York because I am very concerned that tomorrow the New York City Council is going to override the veto of Mayor Eric Adams 
with this bill that essentially forces all officers to fill out tons of extra paperwork, all these different stops that now they will have to fill out uh, forms. And it's called the How Many Stops Act. And cops already have a tough enough job. And now it's about to get a lot more difficult. Also, a lot of people talking about this crazy stop over the weekend. Um, And if you're hearing the details of it, it sure seems like this person was inflating the stop. And it comes on the heels of what I just was talking about, of what's going on there in New York City. A councilman by the name of Yusuf Salam. He is one of the exonerated Central Park Five. Uh, You remember that case from many years ago. And he is now a councilman there. And there are a number of other members of the New York City Council of the Common Sense Caucus, like Bob Holden, who we were just listening to a little bit ago, and others, saying that Yusuf Salam should essentially resign as chairman of the Safety Committee because they say he misled or lied about a traffic stop over the weekend. He was driving, I think, with his family, it turns out, on Friday night, and he had out-of-state, not legally registered uh, plates, also had tinted windows. Now, that is not legal in the state of New York. So all of these things are what triggered a stop by an officer. The officer stopped him. You see the body cam footage. It's all over the place. And it looks like the officer was just asking respectful question. Then the guy explains, look, I'm a councilman. And he lets him go. Um, and it looks like he had a reason to stop him. Well, Yusuf Salam is indicating, look what happened to me. I was targeted. I was this. I was that. Uh, and now a number of members of the city council, again, Bob Holden and others, are saying, uh, you know what? Uh, this is damning. If you look at the video, it's damning. The officers had a reason to stop the guy. And he also says worse Uh, He lied about the exchange until NYPD set him straight. This guy should resign as public safety chair. You can't make it up. This is who's on the public safety chair of the New York City Council. No wonder they want police to do more paperwork. They don't seem to like police at all or understand how important they are. Cosby is on. to the Rita Cosby Show again as New York City is waiting to see what happens. Will the city council veto, override, essentially, Mayor Eric Adams' veto of the How Many Stops Act? In other words, enforce a bill that they have proposed, which would cause cops to compile data on virtually every single stop, every single interaction, essentially, with the public and slow down NYPD response times tremendously. 
This is nuts. Well, listen to this councilwoman, Crystal Hudson. She says, "Eh, no big deal if police are doing paperwork. Listen to her. They're already reporting on stops. We're just simply asking them to expand that to every single stop that they make. Yeah, no big deal. So now every single stop that they make, fill out paperwork. So think about the repercussions of that. Every single stop. Uh, They go to a traffic site and they say, you know, a scene of an accident. Say, okay, well, let's talk to all the people here. Ten people that they talk to. Maybe only one has valuable information. The other nine, what, they got to go back now and fill out paperwork? This is such a sad sign of the times that this is where the New York City Council has its priorities. And speaking of priorities, President Biden still barely doing anything on the border. Over the weekend, he said, yeah, we're trying to get something done through this deal through the Senate. There's a lot of criticism tonight. If you look at like CNN and MSNBC, they're saying, why aren't the Republicans working with the Democrats on the border? Well, it's maybe because the administration hasn't done a darn thing about the border since President Biden took over. And it's only because the polls now and this deal that they're looking to broker in terms of border security, if you will, it's a joke. They're saying we're not we're not going to totally close the border. We're just going to cap it off at like maybe 5,000 crossing a day. That's like we're not going to rob the bank fully. We're only going to take half the money. Republicans should hold the line and say, guess what? There should be no negotiation when it comes to American security. Why should they sell out and say, okay, we'll agree to 5,000? That is condoning bad behavior. If people are entitled to asylum claims, if they're found to have valid claims, asylum, you come through, you get it checked, then you are allowed to come into America. That's the way it's supposed to work. That's the way it worked under President Trump. Remain in Mexico. This president could change it in five seconds, and he doesn't want to. And the only reason he's pretending to even just limit the border, which shows that he knows how to control the border, which he denied for three years— Well, the only reason he's even having any sort of, quote, epiphany is because he knows it's an election year and it is the number one issue that people are so deeply, deeply concerned about the border and that that is an enormous priority, security in our streets and security at the southern border. But listen to this senator, Chris Murphy, on CNN, saying Biden uh, doesn't have the ability to change anything. It's really all up to Congress, which is a bunch of hogwash. Listen to this. Republicans, including the House Speaker, argue, a lot of them, not the ones you're dealing with, but a lot of them argue that President Biden already has the authority that he needs to secure the border. And they're criticizing this deal that you've been negotiating. What do you make of that, of the notion that President Biden already has tools and he doesn't need more yet? Well, it's just not true. It's a political talking point. It's just not true. It's a political talking point. He could easily. He lifted remain in Mexico. You just put it back on. And if he had done that, Boy, things would have been very easy. He doesn't want to. He wants a wide open southern border and northern border and does not seem to care about American national security. Uh, I can't think of any other reason that he's doing this other than to get people into this country uh, to create votes 
eventually to make them citizens. That, I think, is the ultimate goal of all the folks here. Uh, Get more voting blocks because they'll be counted, you know, in some of the surveys and all the other things that happen. And guess what? Then they are here. How do you track them down? How are you ever going to track down suddenly 10 million people that have come under this president? Boy, these are enormous, enormous risks. And what is New York City Council doing? They're trying to make it more difficult so cops will be bogged down. And then we have this New York City Councilman, uh, who you can't make it up, who is chair of the safety committee there in the New York City Council. And he is saying he got stopped for no reason, so it seems. That's the message it's being sent. And a number of them are saying tonight he should resign. Uh, But it doesn't sound like he's going anywhere. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Jacqueline, line three. Jacqueline, your thoughts. Hi, Rita. Um, My thoughts on Mayorkas, the border, uh, city council, what do you want to hear? Whatever you'd like, because it all has to do with security. Go ahead. By the way, I love you, so whatever you feel like talking about. Okay. And then after I make my comment, if you would afford me uh, the opportunity... Um, I want to ask you and all of your listening audience to pray for Pete in Staten Island, and I'll explain to you why. Oh, wow, wow, wow. By the way, before we get to anything, would you please tell me about Pete? You know how much we all yeah. love him. Please. Yeah. Pete is diabetic, and I spoke with Pete and his wife, Renee. I spoke with Pete on Saturday. I spoke with Renee yesterday, and Renee texted me today. Uh, Pete's diabetic, and he wound up with gangrene in his foot, and they had to oh, no. amputate several of his toes. Yeah. <sighs> And uh, he's doing well. Uh, Today they put balloons in his legs to open up his arteries and clean his arteries out. And um, tomorrow he's going to have another procedure, another surgical procedure to stitch up, uh, you know, where they removed his toes. He's lucky that they didn't uh, amputate his foot or his leg, Um, but they're concerned about his heart that the gangrene, you know, may have affected his heart. So he's going to be in the hospital for a while. So I would really... Oh, my goodness. Jacqueline, we are all going to say a big prayer. We love Pete when he calls in all the time. And would you please, when you talk to him or Renee, his wonderful wife, would you please just give him our love and our prayers? Tell him me and I know all of our listeners here feel the same way. We love Pete. He is such a wonderful, wonderful man and yep. great patriot, great American, and loves this country and is just yes. such a good soul. Please, yes. please give him our prayers. I certainly will. And and uh, he's going to be in the hospital for a while. So I, I believe very much in the power of prayer. Yes. So, you know, for all of your audience, you've got uh, millions and millions of listeners and those that are kind and compassionate, if they would please pray not only for Pete, but for Renee also, you know, to give her the strength to uh, go through this with him until he makes a, a full, speedy recovery. That would really be appreciated. Oh, absolutely. Appreciate Consider that done. And please Thank give them you. both our love and obviously everybody who listens. I know we all love Pete. He is just he's such he is a beautiful soul. And so is his wife, Renee. Thank you for letting us know, Jacqueline. Very much so. Jack- very and, much so. And tell us, too, also, uh, what are your thoughts about, uh, uh, give us the lowdown on Adam's border, everything. It all has to do well, with security. Okay. It certainly does. It's all related. Uh, as far as Eric is concerned, I think this was all smoke and mirrors. He knew that he was going to have the city council override his decision. 
so I think this is just an opportunity to make him look good as if he's doing something to uh, support the city and the people of New York and the police department, where he knows it's, it's just a futile attempt because the vote, the city council has the votes. So I don't think there's uh, any question that they're going to override him because this is what they want to do to continue to destroy the city. Um, as far as uh, Mayorkas, I, I hope that it is possible to remove him because he, even though he's given his uh, orders as far as what to do with the border, he has the ultimate decision to uh, to either do some, the right thing and stand up or to go along with what his puppet masters are telling him to do. And I heard uh, that Ilhan Omar commented that she has the best interest of her homeland of Somalia at heart. Now, this is, this is a woman that has infiltrated our United States government. And rather than having the best interest of the people of the United States of America at heart, she's concerned about having uh, her homeland of Somalia at heart. When we've got an open border where all of these illegal immigrants are crossing and coming into our country, infiltrating our country, many of which are from the continent of Africa uh, and Somalia, and we know that they're, they're not all good people. A lot of them are bad actors. So this is, this is a horrendous situation that, that we're in as you a know result what? of the Biden administration. You know what, Jacqueline? It reminds me of, remember, Ilhan Omar famously said, uh, some people did something. Remember That's that right. whole thing? Oh, After yeah. 9-11, some people did something. Yeah. Uh, and and l- like you said, she... And and by the way, she's taking a lot of heat. There are a lot of uh, there are a number of people on the Republican side who are saying that she should resign after those comments about Somalia because it's like she's worried about their borders, and yet you hear peep from her about our borders. And she should also be speaking out on behalf of police. Obviously, she's not New York City Council, but everybody across this country should care about protecting our officers, protecting our borders. They, they're MIA on any of these kind of things. And yet, suddenly, it's like she's so passionate about, like you just said, about Somalia and like we shouldn't worry. And, you know, when I think of Somalia, I also think about Black Hawk Down. Because remember what happened there in Somalia when our U.S. troops went in. Uh, there, right. there are so, all the, so many of the, uh, you know, piracy issues and problems that are going on. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of good people there, too. But guess what? There's a lot of uh, there's a number of bad ones that don't have Americans interests at heart. And her comments have been just despicable. Her and Rashida Tlaib, all of these people, all you know, they, it's, it's it is stunning to me as they are. By the way, there are reports tonight um, that there are these massive protests that are taking place in Yemen and elsewhere around the world where they're burning the U.S. flag and Israeli flag. Let's see if these people in the squad come out and say, this is not appropriate and condemn it. Let's see if they finally stand up for what's right. Uh, Jacqueline, thank you. And also, most importantly, thank you, too, for that update on Pete. We love him, and we wish him a huge and speedy recovery. Uh, we adore you, Pete. I hope you're tuning in. And give Renee, give her a big, big hug, because we are thinking of her, too, as well. Thanks so much. Let's go to Larry real quick. Line one. Larry, your thoughts? Yes. Uh, who was that councilwoman that you that you quoted that said, all we're asking we already asked them to write up uh, other things, and all we're asking them is to write every stop. Now, who was that? Crystal Hudson. From? Crystal Hudson. That's okay, her name. I to, I, I, all right. Now you hear what evil 
Gum is in the city council. She said they're already writing reports. Yeah, they're already writing reports for arrests and detention. All we're asking them to do is to document every interaction. See, this is deceptiveness, okay? This is evil. This is the kind of evil you have in the city council. Let me tell you the reason this bill is being passed. Because what they're trying to do is, by bogging the police down with paperwork, they're trying to force them to impose um, this program called DEI, Diversion, Equity, Inclusion, on, on the police. That is the death knell to police. What they're trying to do basically is they're reacting to the fact that 97% of the stops are minorities, African-Americans, and they're trying to purposely make the police abstain from interacting with the minorities to unleash black crime in this city. That's going to be the result. They're trying to force DEI on the police department by bogging them down in paperwork. So they're not going to want to make the stops are the minority groups to avoid the paperwork because the bulk of the stops, bulk, it's 97% are minority groups. So they're going to stop making these interactions because they're going to be, it's going to be impossible to function and black crime is going to be unleashed on the city. That is the, that is the purpose of Adrian Adams. That is the purpose of this scum. I forgot her name already that you just quoted. Okay. That is the, the that, this is Giovanni Williams. This is the entire city council. That is their aim to destroy the police and to unleash black crime through DEI. Well, and uh, I do believe that by doing this, like you said, police will stop the arrests. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't want any crime, no matter, you know, uh, what the race, color, creed is. I think it is going to just create uh, chaos. And police officers, just like you said, are going to say, forget it. They're not going to want to stop people because they're going to know that they're going to have to fill out a report, even if it's just some nuisance or whatever it is. It's it's going to cause them to say, forget it and not do the stops. Or if they do, they're going to get so bogged down. And just like you said, we will not have law enforcement in any community. All communities deserve to be safe. And that is a very dangerous thing, Larry. Uh, I agree. The end result will be more crime, uh, no matter what the color, you know, or creed. Just most importantly, uh, our community will be less safe. And that is a sad testament. Thank you very much, Larry. We'll continue your calls, everybody. But first, this is our Support Our Heroes segment. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And this is the Tunnel to Towers Foundation Support Our Heroes segment with a powerful story coming from Long Beach, California, where at the remarkable age of 100, Patrick Avis was honored with a letter and challenge coin from the Veteran Affairs Secretary for her dedication and service as a World War II Navy veteran. When she was 18 years old in 1941, she enlisted in the Navy and she followed the footsteps of her father, who filled and also worked in World War One. He served there. Well, it turns out she was in communications, but not just any communications. She sat with headphones on in the communications tower and listened to Morse code messages from the blimps that were doing surveillance of enemy subs off the Atlantic coast. What important work. 
Well, she now spends her time at a VA community living center, making friends with other veterans along the way. A fellow resident there at the Long Beach, California, VA said, quote, Avis inspires all of us here. She participates in all the activities. She is a wonderful spirit, and her life story is truly inspiring. Happy birthday to her, 100 years old. I am so glad she's being honored, and what a remarkable life that she has had and continuing to inspire other veterans there at the Senior Living Center. And everybody, be sure to help America to never forget. Donate just $11 a month to the Great Tunnel to Towers Foundation. Simply go to t2t.org, t2t.org. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. It's the Rita Cosby Show. Well, you always got to have the radio on, especially when you're listening to the Rita Cosby Show. We'll, of course, keep you posted tomorrow to see what happens with New York City Council. If they indeed decide to override Adam's veto, it's interesting uh, what I think it was Jacqueline who just said that it was sort of known that this might get you know, overridden, if you will, by the city council. And maybe that's why Adams did it. Also, I will say in Adams' defense, he is a former police officer. He understands what this means to bog, you know, officers down at a time like this. He wants to be able to say, hey, look, look what I'm doing with the uh, crime stats. And this certainly will not help in any shape or form. But New York City Council... They don't care about it. Uh, we talked about Ilhan Omar. There's a whole bunch of Ilhan Omar types in the New York City Council, and uh, that does not bode well. Let's go to Jerry, line three. Jerry, your thoughts about all this? Hi, Rita. Is that you? Yep. Hey, go ahead, Jerry. Rita, I love you. You're a fantastic voice for us who, who don't have a voice. In reference to this Yusuf Salam, the victimization, he was pulled over, uh, a victim, Hey, I'm a generic white guy. I was driving my car on 23rd Street one day, and the, a police officer pulled me over. A white guy. I'm a white guy. He, he said he pulled me over because I had tinted windows. Okay, so he takes out a, like a portable meter machine. He measures my windows. He gave me four separate tickets for each window, $90 a ticket. I had to laugh. And I showed it to my friends. I paid it, but but I'm that, just to say this whole thing of victimization. So there it is. I'm just a white guy. Yeah, and he you got, got pulled over, ticket. right? Exactly. I mean, that's why. And this guy is in charge of the safety committee on New York City Council. And you can bet it seems like he is using this big time. And like you said, trying to play the victim. That's not fair. If you see the video, the cops did a good job. 